Hey friends, welcome to Because She Chose. If you're a busy mom desiring consistency and growth in your relationship with God, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Camille McIntyre. In this show, we'll discover practical tips, find helpful resources, and interview amazing women as they share their stories on growing in their relationship with God. Thanks for joining in and listening. Welcome to Because She Chose, the podcast for you busy mamas, and with me, your host, Camille McIntyre. I was thinking today, gosh, can you believe that we are already at the beginning of the last month of the quarter? I mean, Q3, almost over? I can't. I look around at all the things that I still want to get done, and I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm a little bit overwhelmed, but I'm also excited about some really great events coming up on my schedule. You know, isn't that always the way? Everyone loves having something to look forward to, right? I love looking forward to events. Then I like weddings and milestone birthdays and anniversaries, but then the events all lead to some sort of change. You know what I mean? Like how many of you like all the things that surround getting ready for different life events? But I'm going to let you in a little little secret. I hate prepping for events. I hate it. (laughs) How about you? Do you like preparing for things like a wedding, like getting the dress and getting your hair appointment done and your makeup, your nails? And do you get all the jewelry and the shoes that go with the ensemble? You know what? I'm one of those crazy women that do not like all of the things that go along with the details of prepping. But I also know that no one else is going to do it for me. I mean, I like looking nice for my husband. I like it when he appreciates me and he compliments me, but all the things that go into working just for one night, it's overwhelming to me. I'm a detailed-oriented person, but I just don't like doing all that prep work. So in order for me to really gear myself up to get all the menial things done, I like to approach it in like a game. Like I'll think, all right, the latest foray I'm doing into meal planning. A sweet friend of mine, Birdie, she posts all about her technique. She's got four kids. Birdie, I love you. She is amazing. So I ordered this kit or planner that she was she likes to post about simple purposeful living and I am into it. I'm loving it. It came with 30 days of 30 meals for the busy family. It's like whoever's cooking in the family, mama, pop, I don't know, you know, maybe it's different in your family. And there are these sheets that you get to write out with your week's meals and grocery lists with all these cute little stickers you can put on them. Like, you know, maybe Monday you're going to order out. Maybe on Tuesday you're going to have potluck, whatever's in the fridge. It's really, really cute. I love it. But you know what? There are days, I'll be honest with you, I wish, you know, the Brady Bunch? I mean, that was my era. I grew up watching, not the reruns, the actual shows. (laughs) But I I, I think, man, it would be really great to have Alice, the housekeeper, taking care of all the things like cooking, cleaning, and the the grocery shopping. She'd go to the Sam, the butcher, you know, he's got that butcher shop, you know. I know it's a little silly, but alas, I do not have an Alice in my life. Maybe one day that would be awesome. But now I have to invest in things like planners to get meal planning and prepping out of the way. But now it's really is way easier, I have to admit, than I ever thought it really could be. So I kind of make that a game. I know, call me a child. I need to be actually into it. I need to be into something so I can get it done. But it took me changing my mindset about that thing, whatever it might be getting ready for that wedding. Like, I really don't like it, but I'll, you know, invite some friends and they can give me their ideas about what I should wear. How about this color or this hairstyle? Makes it fun. But I had to change my mindset about the things that need to get done, especially the menial mundane tasks. And it's hard to change, especially if like 
you're used to status quo. You know what that means? It's like your bar is really low. (laughs) It's like, all right, this is what I can do. That could be okay. But for me, I need things to be really efficient and really simple because then I just don't do it. You've heard before some of the the podcasts that I talk about that I'm a procrastinator. I always wait to the last minute about things. and, And then I get like a little down about it, get down on myself. And I thought, I read this statistic that said that 45% of people would like to remain within their current status quo. I thought that was really interesting. I mean, I don't like it. I like the fact that it feels comfortable. Yeah, I know that with change, good things happen. But it interested me that no matter the necessity of the change, these people would rather stay doing the things the same way over and over again which is the definition of, right, insanity, like doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Oh my gosh. So they want to stay the same way regardless of whether or not they should. So that's really about half the people say they would try to make change in their lives while the other half are actually doing it. I don't want to be that person in the 45 percentile that says, "Uh, I'm going to stay the way I am. I'm fine because I know that things could be better. So one of the things I've been doing is researching in the area of personal development. You know me, I love it. It piques my interest. And I like to know all the things that come with it. It's how a person is wired that really makes them tick. I mean, I need to know. I love one of my favorite taglines. I wrote a a blog a long time ago called Know Thyself. And today on Cultivate What Matters, that podcast, I heard that the woman said, Benjamin Franklin wrote in his 1750 Poor Richard's Almanac that there are three things extremely hard, steel, a diamond, and to know oneself. The problem of achieving accurate self-knowledge, you know, really hasn't gotten any easier in 250 years. And as that is shown in new research that's coming out, there are really major real-world consequences to this very human attribute. It's to your benefit to allow change and make change in your life. I read that research shows that whether or not it's at the job, at school, or managing like your own health, it's as though we all live in this fantasy world where we are all above average. Like, think about that. You're really not that great. <laughs> That's what they're saying. And people's opinions of themselves and their abilities on their health, let's say how you look at your health, your outlook on that is generally skewed quite strongly in a positive direction, even when it might not necessarily be true. So you're thinking to yourself right now, I'm not that bad. You know, uh, I could lose a few pounds. Uh, maybe I don't, you know, exercise or go out walking the way I should. I really should do that. It's skewed. You're thinking like it's better than it actually really is. So I think, man, I want to change these mindsets. But the problem is, is that that could have really serious consequences. Let's talk about your health. I'll, I'll talk about my health. You know, people generally underestimate their own susceptibility to serious health risks like high blood pressure, cancer, food poisoning, even. Let's talk about eating something that you're not supposed to be eating. And it's partly because they overestimate how different they are actually from that acceptable behavior. It's like they're accepting their behavior that might put them at risk. Whew. I don't like that because I know I do that. This can really influence the steps that people need to take or they don't take to prevent, to treat things like overeating, exercising, your diet. Uh, I'll be honest, right now, I have been writing in my plan for months to go get checked out with some different doctors I'm supposed to be seeing. 
and I have been emotionally eating due to stress. And this has led me to be in more pain than usual and to pack on a few more pounds than I should have. Yet here I am ignoring what should be a priority in my life, which I have said before is a priority in my life. I've just allowed it to kind of fall by the wayside. And I know my triggers. Sometimes I could see my downward spiral, but you know what? I ignore them. It's crazy. And I remember how much I loved philosophy class in college and those ideas that the ancient scholars pointed to. The, they say that the most important thing is self-knowledge and self-awareness. If you've ever read anything on philosophy, it's probably the most difficult task that anyone faces. But until you know yourself and your strengths, your weaknesses, you are going to struggle just like I've been struggling in the most important areas of your life, whether it be relationally, spiritually, or professionally. So one of the things I recommend, I have to take my own recommendation today, is this personality test. Have you ever heard of Myers-Briggs personality tests? It truly is fascinating. And what you learn about yourself and how you're wired, it's so cool. I loved reading my results. It literally read my mail. I couldn't believe how accurate it was. It was made me want to know more about myself and about how I'm wired and read all those things that anything I can get my hands on as to why I'm wired this way. And some of the people that were mentioned in my personality type, the same as myself was um, Bill Gates. I'm like Albert Einstein. I said, no, that can't be. <laughs> can't be. Isaac Newton. And then the last one really made me laugh was Neo from the movie The Matrix. And if anyone knows me, they know I love the, that series. I most identify with that guy, Neo, poor guy. But you know what? I digress. I started to realize that what is really intriguing is how my results list this quote. It really describes me perfectly. It said, learn from yesterday, live for today, hope for tomorrow. The important thing is not to stop questioning. Albert Einstein. As far back as I can remember, I questioned everything. As a kid, my father would say, enough questions. You don't have to know everything. And I had to know. I had to know why things worked the way they did. I want to know why people acted a certain way. I read articles on learning what our purpose on earth was. I was a teenager, young teenager. I would sit in my room and I would wonder, you know, where's my future going to lead? I wonder what I'm going to do as an adult. What do I like? What do I want to do? What are my passions? What would I study in college to prepare me for that future? And again, I remember asking questions popping up like maybe in my young 20s. I remember getting married 23 and I was wondering if my main purpose was to be the wife to my husband. Did I fit anywhere else besides being a wife? I enjoyed working alongside my husband. And as we led and mentored teens, it was exciting. It was such an exciting time being able to speak into their lives and give them a place to belong. But then as a 30-something new mom, I remember thinking, is this it? Is this what I was meant to do in life? I fully embraced and accepted the responsibilities of being a mom of three young babies. I loved them. And it gave me great joy. But always in the back of my mind, the thought rattled around, is this all there is or is meant for me to do? Now I'm in my mid-50s and I realize I really do have so much to offer. And the answers to all my questions seem to open up new doors of avenues of understanding. I would have loved to have had someone tell me back then that there were so many seasons in life to look forward to, that life was not over. And I've learned so much, but I know that there's so much more to learn in life and to not overestimate my abilities or be overconfident in self-awareness. I've always had such difficulty in hearing honest, critical feedback. 
And now I realize if I had just listened and tried to humble myself and apply some of the feedback, I really could have grown so much more. And now I try to do that. My advice to you is if you are seeking to know yourself better, seek honest questions. Question yourself on why you do things. Start by trying to open your eyes to your own faults. I know it's really hard because you have to be vulnerable, but do you have like a knee jerk? I remember thinking all the time, I have this knee jerk reaction instead of allowing someone to speak into my life and use some self-control and listen to them. I'd be like, all right, this is too much of a difficult situation. I don't want to hear what you have to say. And when it was only a critique to help me, to better me. So the questions that I oftentimes ask myself, they can lead to hard to swallow answers, but it's in that deep work where you can ask God to help you to make changes in your life. It's some of the deepest things, the hardest moments where I had to be vulnerable with myself and with God. And then I had to ask godly friends, trusted friends, what do you see in me? And that's where wisdom really begins. So I'm going to give you five steps that I have come to that you can take to making real change in your life. And the first one is really easy. It's choose. This podcast isn't called because she chose for nothing. It all begins with making tough decisions. How badly do you want to have change in your life? And what are you willing to do? Maybe even give up to make it happen. Once you decide to change your life, it suddenly feels like anything, anything is possible. If you really want to learn how to change areas of your life, it's number two, be prepared to say goodbye to your comfort zones. I had to say goodbye to a lot of comfort zones in the last three years in not just building this podcast and and growing it, but just opening up my life, being vulnerable to strangers. It was really hard. I remember my girlfriend asking me, are you really going to do that? Are you really going to share some of your most personal thoughts and areas of your life with pure strangers? And I remember thinking, I can't believe I'm doing this. But I realized that if I didn't, if I stayed in my comfort zone, I was going to get nowhere. It's going to get me nowhere. So growth is the ability to move beyond what you've experienced before, even if it's painful and hard. And number three, start realizing that you need to really step out of your comfort zone. Maybe you need to get on that diet. Maybe you need to get an exercise habit tracker. Make an appointment to speak to someone about learning the thing that you've always wanted to learn. I couldn't wait to learn how to play the piano. I waited, I'd say, 20 years before I realized I'm never going to do this if I just don't start. Maybe you need to read a book or start a course on breaking old habits and forming new ones. You need to at least get out of your comfort zone and try. Number four is you need to identify your why. This was a big deal for me. Why am I doing the things that I'm doing? Why am I on this podcast every week speaking into the dark? Hopefully someone listening, you listening. I knew that I needed to make a change because my bad habits were getting in the way of things like a healthy marriage, keeping friendships going, a healthy relationship with my kids or coworkers, being kind to neighbors. There was a lot there. I had to identify why I was doing what I was doing in all these areas. And you need to make the desired outcome be your why. For me, it was, I want to have a successful and healthy marriage because not only did I want to have the love of my husband and be a good lover to my husband, but I wanted to be a good example to others and to my children. I wanted to leave a legacy, not a legacy of divorce or a broken heart. I wanted to make sure that they saw health. So make the desired outcome be your why. I knew I had a picture in my mind of what that would look like one day. I've been married 30 years. 
It took me a long time to get there. It's not perfect, but it's really, really great compared to what it was when we first started out. So write down even what your why is. I must X, Y, or Z to make this change because I want to have X, Y, or Z, the healthy and loving marriage or be an example for my children, whatever that is. I want to leave a legacy. Number five was zero in on your passions. This was really good for me. I am multi-passionate. I like a lot of things. I like to worship. I like to sing. I like to play the piano. I'm a musical. Uh, we're a musical family. I really love to speak and preach and teach. I love to talk, as you can see. There's a lot of things I like to do, but I really had to dig into what lights me up. What lights you up? I started realizing I'm doing a lot of different things, but it re- they really weren't all lighting me up. I'll tell you something. When I get in front of a crowd of people and I'm able to open up and speak the gospel message and then allow God to use me in the gifts and talents that he put inside of me and then see the light bulbs go off in people's minds and their faces and that they're just changed afterwards because God spoke a word to them through me, <laughs> there is nothing like it. And I'm like, I need to do more of that. So what are the changes that you want to make or you need to make to get to the places that you feel that that's going to light me up? Do you want to start a business? Do you want to move to a new location? Maybe you want to change careers, go traveling, make new friends, take up a new hobby, let go of the past. Hey, stop procrastination. Maybe you want to grow in confidence, stick to a morning routine, strengthen areas in spiritual disciplines, maybe. Hello, that was me. You know, whatever it is, as soon as you think of what the area is that you want to make change in, pray about it and ask God to help you begin to make steps in the right direction. Once you make change in like a keystone habit, if you ever heard of what a keystone is, it's usually in the archway of a stone building. You'll see it. It's like, looks like a medallion sometimes. And then they use that keystone and they build around it. It's like the fulcrum. It's like the weight is is on that stone. If you make a change in a keystone habit in your life, it can affect other areas of your life. It can affect other areas of your life. Did you hear that? So one area can touch another. I'll give you an example. Practicing gratitude was a big deal for me. I didn't do it well for a really long time. So I decided I need to keep a daily gratitude journal. So every day I get open up my journal when it's time for me to do my devotions and I'll write a little something, how I'm feeling, how I woke up, Maybe there's a little thought in my mind and then I'm going to write, you know what, this is what I'm thankful for today. Sometimes I'm good at it, sometimes I'm not. But just keeping a daily gratitude journal can increase your sense of well-being, improve your sleep, help lower symptoms of physical pain, and get this, improve your willingness to accept more change. So listen, (laughs) I know I'm preaching to the choir. I know most of you that listen to me know that I talk a lot about self-improvement and personal development and growth. But let me tell you what Socrates said. He said, let those who would move the world first move themselves. Listen, sometimes we need to move and make change in ourselves before we can even help others. So get ready to get to know yourself better, sis. Reach out to me. Let me know on any of my social media channels. Let me know. Send me a DM. So I can be praying for you. Let me know what the change is. It might be a heavy duty one. It might be something very simple like a habit. I just want to get up a little earlier in the morning. I don't know. Whatever that looks like for you, I will be praying for you. And I can't wait to hear what God does in and through you. Be blessed, my sisters. 
Thanks so much for joining me today on this episode of Because She Chose. I hope you found some encouragement and help to find time to grow in your faith. Let me know if today's episode resonated with you and send me a message on Instagram at Camille underscore McIntyre or at Because She Chose, also on my Facebook business page, Camille McIntyre. If you are loving what you are hearing, make sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave me a review and rating. Until next time, take care.